0: Welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of The Wine Road.
1: Thanks to Ron Rubin, we're able to keep our podcast rolling along. The financial support of River Road Family Vineyards and Winery allows us to keep recording, keep sipping wine, and keep sharing stories with our listeners. Check out their website at riverroadvineyards.com and explore their Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Old Vine Zinfandel from the Russian River Valley, as well as a finely crafted Cabernet Sauvignon from the Alexander Valley. That's riverroadvineyards.com. And hey, thanks, Ron, for allowing us to make this show happen.
0: Welcome to today's episode 194. Today our guest is Glenn Kiefner, and he is the tasting room manager at Emeritus Vineyards here in Sebastopol, and he is on the top of the list for one of Beth's favorite people, favorite tasting room people, I might say. And we're really excited you're here because I've been hearing about you for like months now, Glenn. You should know your reputation precedes you. And it's great to have you here in person. Welcome.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, I don't know what all the hype is about, but I'm, I'm glad that I got the invite. Yeah.
1: So I think the hype is this. Um, So uh, my daughter lives on the East Coast, listens to our podcast, and uh, she heard the winemaker from Emeritus on about six months ago. And she thought, you know, the wine that he was pouring just sounded so amazing. And so when she came to visit, she wanted to go there. And I thought, okay, so it was a Saturday. We don't have reservations. So I feel like I'm already in a bad position here, you know, trying to see what we can do. But we popped in there, and you were just so gracious. I think it was also a holiday weekend. Yes, it was. You're right. You're right. I didn't even think about it. It was Labor Day weekend. Small detail. but um, yeah. That's layering um, it. I know. Like, And I'm the one that's like, I'm not going to be the person who shows up without a razor. I'm not. But I'm like, whatever. She's here a short amount of time. I said to her, you know, we can go get there or not. And I didn't even taste personally. I had my daughter and son-in-law, and— uh. It was just this amazing experience because, I mean, I've been doing this for, you know, close to 30 years. And I find that a lot of um, times I go places and I feel like the tasting Room person who's helping me uh, has sort of memorized some information. And you had not memorized anything. You were just personable and fun and friendly. And you didn't make anyone feel stupid about the questions they asked. And you had a great sense of humor. And it's so, like, we all left thinking that was so fun. Like we loved the wines and we had a good experience. So, you know, you're so suited for what you're doing.
2: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Warms my heart.
1: (laughs) So how long have you been at Emeritus? How did, first, I think what I want to know, how did you get interested in wine to begin with?
2: Well, um, that is a great question. So I moved here from Minnesota, which is, I don't know if you know, not known for wine. yeah, am <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, surprising. They're, they're yeah.
2: trying, but yeah. they're not known for their wine. Uh, so I kind of got introduced uh, to the world of wine through my aunt and uncle who live here locally. And I... It kind of went off the deep end right away where I started getting introduced to these very nice wines. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was I was kind of broken from the beginning because my, <laughs> my first wines were, uh, you know, William Sellum's Pinot Noir oh, yeah. and Imagery Chardonnay. Yeah, and, that's it. And then you're like, well, where do you where go? Where do you go from, from there? Starting <laughs> at the top.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so that was my introduction to wine. From a personal standpoint, um, I briefly worked uh, for a summer when I was in college at Larson Family Winery. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked there for uh, one summer. and
1: Just like in the tasting room? Yep. Just, just getting the... to kind of know the,
2: the lingo and yeah. Exactly. I had a couple friends that worked there and they're like, hey, this is a fun, fun. You know, weekend gig. And right. We should all go do it together and carpool. And that was the
1: <laughs> <deal. But laughs> Sealed the deal.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> College is expensive, yeah. and so is gas. So those two <laughs> things worked out. After that, I kind of took a different path, and I tried to do a different kind of um, very corporate position after college, and found it to be unfulfilling. So right. I just put my feelers out there, and there was a tasting room that was hiring for a tasting room lead down down the road, and that happened to be Emeritus. so oh. of course, you know, I come right. to find out that. My girlfriend's mother, who loves Pinot Noir, that's her favorite Pinot, and they (laughs) sell grapes to William Sellium. And I was like, well, there you you know, this is a good place to start. It was meant to be. Full
1: circle. Meant to be. I love it. It's interesting how many people do, from college, take that corporate kind of job and realize, no, really, I do like to be out a little more hands-on, or I do want to be interacting with people every day. And it's a a whole different world. And at Emeritus, do you feel like uh, you're getting – Uh, It's a small enough winery, you could kind of be in the cellar and see what's happening and just really learn all about, you know, their whole process of winemaking and be a part of it.
2: Oh, that's one of my favorite parts about working at Emeritus is we are such a small team in terms of both the winemaking team and our sales team um, that we host monthly classes and recaps from our winemaking team. Mm -hmm. And we get to learn about, you know, all the different barrels and we go on Cooper's tours and... Um, How fun. Yeah, it's, you know, we kind of compare our wines to other wines as well. And it's a very um, educational environment as well as a very and that, friendly. that wine.
0: helps you deepen the guest's experience. Like exactly. the more you
1: know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: one thing I want to know is tell us about the wine you I was going to say we
1: started drinking this without yeah. talking about it. <laughs> um, Drink.
0: One might say guzzle uh, well, might no, be no. another okay, way. <laughs> we were sampling this and
1: then.
2: Uh, so this is our... 2020 Hallberg Brut, and this is a Blanc de Noir that is the um, 115 clone, and this is done in um, the traditional method or uh, method Champenois, and this is something that is relatively new for us. We just released this on Mother's Day, but it's been uh, in the making for the past three years.
0: So I was con- surprised to see a sparkling, and we, we were talking about this before you arrived, and I'm like... Emeritus makes a sparkling. Uh, this is so fascinating, but this is it has like such brightness and flavor and like citrus and apple. I love this.
2: This is quickly became one of my uh, top three at the winery. Um, it's it's done in a style that is traditional to Emeritus, where it does have that kind of bright and mm-hmm. crisp and lightness to mm-hmm. it. Um but it also spent about uh twenty months on Tarage, so you are st- still getting some of those kind of breadier yeasty. Yeah, notes it can definitely it.
1: when you're smelling it's definitely yeasty. Yeah. And
2: and one of my, my favorite parts about it is just the how fine the bubbles are. Like it's got some very fine effervescence to it, which I think kind of sets it apart from some of the other ones.
0: It smells amazing. It does definitely has that fine bead. Mm-hmm. We're unfortunately not drinking it in like classic you know. Bubble glasses or champagne right. or sparkling wine. But um, this is really uh, – it's great because, you know, Hallberg or Emeritus is Pinot-centric. But, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, that's what amazing.
1: I think we need to talk about that. So if someone comes tasting at Emeritus, it is Pinot in every form. It's mm-hmm. so. only Pinot. Not, there's no, you're not going to have a Zin. You're not going to have something else. <laughs>
2: right. So this is Pinot Noir. Through mm-hmm. and through, as mm-hmm. well as our Hallberg Ranch, uh, I mean our Hallberg Blanc, which is also just Pinot Noir mm-hmm. through and through. And I think that's part of part of what really captivated me was the wealth of knowledge um, about one particular grape.
1: Grape, yeah. I yeah. think that's what why we ended up there that day because my daughter was just you know mesmerized by the whole idea that it's just that's an yeah, unusual you
0: know. experience to have that deep focus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one grape really just deep dive. And to get that, and it is, you know, that vineyards, those grapes, all the top producers buy from you,
2: mm-hmm. and that
0: you make your own wine as well. It's, I, you know, I live in Sebastopol, so I drive by there all the time, and it's just yes, amazing. Yes, we need to talk about that. Vineyard.
2: <laughs> I've seen photo evidence. Now. Yeah, I know,
1: really. The police have you on <laughs> It <file. laughs> is
0: It is on my, my Facebook cover photo, but um, I just find that the most... Beautiful view in all – one of the most beautiful – I've been all around the world in vineyards, and that, to me, is just it's just a very zen thing to see. Mm-hmm. It's very calming because of the way it's situated. You don't really see any other outbuildings or or signs right. of life except for these beautiful trees and the, the fog line and the vineyards. It is just my happy place. I love coming there. <laughs> I mean, you don't know I'm there because, as Beth says, I'm a stalker, but I do – you know, park my car off on the side, and I'll bring a book. Or I'll just hang out. It helps her rebalance. It does. The you, energy of that place you know. is—it's very <laughs> special.
2: It is very special, which makes it a really uh, easy place to work, for sure. Um, you know, I left the job I was talking about spending too much time. Inside behind a computer for eight or nine hours a day. And it's so much easier to stare at a vineyard for eight hours a day, (laughs) especially that vineyard.
1: Yeah,
0: I think it does feed your soul. It is, um, yes, it's agriculture and it's grapes and it's wine, but there's something special about that spot. It, there is a confluence of elements that really—I mean, yes. I'm telling you—you you have to go and see it and experience. And then in the tasting room, you're like right in the middle of it.
2: You are smack dab in the middle of 110 right. acres, and everywhere you look, it's like, are those those your vines? Yep, yep. How about those ones? Uh-huh. They keep well, that's going a lot. and
0: going and going.
2: 110 acres? Yeah. That's huge,
0: and on the other side of the street as well.
2: Right, so it's yeah. on both sides of one sixteen. So we're in the two different AVAs technically, right there. So the Green Valley. Oh, oh, so it must be Green Valley. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. funny. That River splits Valley.
0: the uh, AVAs on one sixteen. The highway does. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Oh.
2: So you know, you can be standing on one side and be in Green Valley, and walk across the street to the rest of the vineyard and be wow. in Russian River Valley. Wow, that's so
0: cool. And then you you have like the golf golf course blend because there's a little golf course back there
2: (laughs) yes we do
1: I love it so what did you what would you say is your favorite part of of what you do because when we went to visit you had just been uh promoted or to the room manager
2: and we're like, yay! Because you're so good. <laughs> um, you know, uh, my favorite part about what I do is definitely connecting with the people that we get in there and our members, and really just getting um, kind of a pulse on what people are finding exciting and what they're interested in. I also get an opportunity to meet people from very, you know, from various walks of life, but right. also it. it in some perspectives, puts into the idea that the world is very big and very small at the same time, Mm -hmm. because I've had people come in that graduated, you know, 10 years ahead of me at my high school in Minnesota, and that's, you know, or people that went to school, who went to school with me before, just like, these, all these really... Kind of crazy, humbling experiences. Right, when like, like the
0: large synchronicity. Right, yeah. exactly. How like you're right. The world is so large and small at the same time. It is a crazy thing. And and if in the tasting room, everyone comes through at some point.
2: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then you know, there's there's a lot of I think instant gratification that comes with working in a tasting room. Um, you know, when people show up to a tasting room, for the most part, in general, they're happy to be there and they're excited right they're on
1: vacation they're, they're having on, a good time right. right or
2: this is how they like to spend their weekends yeah. and then there's wine and good conversation in front of them so mm-hmm. for you know for for the most part people are friendly and happy and nice and it's right. just good to be in an environment full of positivity they're coming
0: in with a good mindset it's not like they're coming into the tax audit right right, right. <laughs> exactly yeah. no
2: one's going to Here the DM. at the irs yeah. feeling good
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, that's true. When I um, first started working in wine, I worked in a tasting room, and I had been a buyer in a department store prior to that. And when you work in a retail environment like that, everyone is your competitor. I mean, if people need a white blouse, they're going to buy one white blouse at one store, and that's the winner. But when people come to wine tasting, they're not going to go to one store. They're not going to buy just one bottle of wine. So every winery is not your competitor. They're your peers. And it's, it's just a whole different, it was just a whole different environment for me, a whole different mindset when I started working in wine. I thought this is collaborative and it's fun to be able to say, you know, this is my wine and you loved this. And now I think you should go to this winery because, you know, they really make a great wine. If you like my Zinfandel, you're going to love their Zinfandel. It's a whole different, different world. It's, I always thought it was super fun. I had a blast working the tasting rooms. <laughs> I mean, the people you meet are fun and they're from everywhere and. Yeah, all walks of life.
2: No, absolutely. I think that that is also um, a very different kind of environment where your neighbors are not your competitors, yeah. that they're also your your collaborators. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and um, you give referrals. and Exactly.
2: Yeah. And, you know, can't thank um, our neighbors enough for the the traffic we get from them. And, you know. I,
0: and you're in like a little – Golden Triangle, right there. We You've got are Dutton, you know Dutton Estate. You have Mary Edwards. You have Grayton, You have Bowman. You have Red Car. You have
1: Russian River Vineyards. Gold I might Reels. mention Russian that River Chardonnay Vineyards. that I drink on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it is
0: it is like a real, really what I call the Golden Triangle, right yeah. there, Russian River.
2: It, it's really you know, and we're kind of in the center of it, which right. makes it a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so we get we get people who are either coming or going to all those places all the time, or who just you know. Rick from Redcar said that uh, yeah, I should I talk to Rick. Glenn. And yeah. Was like, That's me. Uh. Yeah, I love Rick from Redcar. Well, Car. It's,
0: it's, <laughs> it's great to have that kind of collaboration and camaraderie between the wineries because everyone is looking for something different. But to have that shared experience, it's really great. And you are in an awesome neighborhood
1: for sure.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So
1: you left Minnesota. Why?
2: Um there's this thing there that happens um for like 6 months over of the year yeah. where th- the sky gets really dark and the snow gets really um cold cold <laughs> uh, so that was that was the primary thing is like I came here to actually go to Sonoma state Oh nice to study psychology, that didn't happen. <laughs> but uh, that
1: must help. Well, that I case. don't know. And what know. you're doing, it's probably pretty handy. <laughs> well, I actually
2: ended up getting uh, two different degrees in my time at Snow State. One of them was in philosophy. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. So yes. oh, if that you've ever cool. seen Game of Thrones, I like to say that I drink and I know things. Um, <laughs> and then um, I also got a degree in communications and media studies. Oh, yeah. And then I went on to uh, Chico State and got oh, my wow. master's in Parks and Recreation Hospitality Management.
1: Glenn, Admin. all the laurels. My gosh. That can't be one, th- Parks and Recreation and it's Hospitality. It's one degree.
2: It's just a mouthful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow.
2: The, the acronym is RHPM, which is Recreation, Parks, Hospitality, and Management.
0: And you wow. braid these together. That's why you're like— See, I'm telling you. Well, I, I'm still trying I to could, understand. I picked that out without
1: even knowing.
0: Because Beth, I mean, honestly, God, she talks more about you than she does about her puppy.
1: And um, well, The puppy's pretty cute. <laughs> yeah, puppy's pretty cute, but he doesn't have three degrees. I know, really. Someday. Maybe he has a
0: pedigree. We'll <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know. Well, but all those are so compatible to what you're doing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's you know.
0: You bring all of that to the table.
2: It, it does um, kind of culminate in in ways that surprise even myself because I'm like, oh, yeah, I can pull from this part of my education right. to help supplement, you know, right. what I'm doing in real time. And then, you know, the other part of me is like, wow, you know, when I was going to my master's program, I didn't really <laughs> envision think, this. <laughs> you know, this is not what I <laughs> This is not the plan. <laughs> i veered off course. But, you know, that's okay. Uh, one step at a time, really happy with where I am. As You know, Meredith is a great place. I'm so lucky to be there.
1: Well, the thing is, they really do make amazing wines, and that, but I do yes. find that as a uh, when I'm just the consumer going places, oftentimes I have bought wine because it was like the person helping me was so amazing, and then I get home and I think, wow, I, I don't really even care about this wine, <laughs> but I had such an amazing experience. But in your case, I love both the wine and the experience. And, you know, it's not easy to work in a tasting room because everybody that walks in the door is uh, is unique. And it, you have to talk to that person's knowledge and their background. And I felt like when I was there and I wasn't tasting, I was just sitting there just being a part of the conversation. I felt like you just really nailed it. I mean, you made... Um, Jen and Mario feel like all their questions were legitimate questions. We laughed when it was, you know, we just had a fun, fun time. And um, that's not easy to do, you know, to, to talk to the level of the consumer that you're that you're talking to.
2: Well, I, I appreciate that, and that's something that we try to, um, do our best at, because you're right, we do get quite um, quite an array of people oh, yeah. that come in with, you know, people who are just the casual, the first time in wine right. country, don't know a lot about it. They
1: just it. want to enjoy the experience, yeah.
2: Right. And then we uh, we get people who have been drinking high-end Pinot Noirs right. for the last 25 they're years. They're very particular,
1: right. And, and they know they, their stuff.
2: Exactly. And they want the... They want all the details. Right. They want the soil profile, the yes. case production, right. the pH, the everything. Right. We the nitty gritty. Right. We try to be able right. to accommodate.
1: But you knew that. all that, so it worked. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like you need if you know it, but you don't have to share it. But you share it with the people who want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of part of the job. Right? But, yeah. but but everybody <laughs> yeah. doesn't know that, yeah. and everybody isn't good at that.
0: Oh, it's, I see what you're saying. So a, a
1: deeper level of knowledge. Yes. yeah. Right, And knowing when to share it and when not, because there are some people who started talking about the pH in the soil. They'd be like, I'm out of here because I just don't care and I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. But you know what?
0: pH is kind of fascinating. I personally went into a a, (laughs) a deep dive on pH and I started comparing pH in water, pH in different things and how it compared to wine. It's fascinating. So when you see those tech spec sheets, Mm -hmm. pH means a lot. And it can tell you a lot about what a wine The profile will be like Mm -hmm. when you – if you haven't tasted the wine yet, Mm -hmm. by looking at that spec sheet, you're really getting a snapshot of what that might reveal when you taste it. And I I just – I'm kind of really into pH lately.
2: Well, it's also such an important process early on too because when you're putting things in barrels, you have to decide, you know, what the relative acidity is in there and what kind of – how much oak are you going to put it on, right? So how – you know, if you're putting something in – you know, you need a certain amount of acidity in there to activate all of those characteristics. Versus, you know, wines that might be lower in acidity, you put in more n- new French oak Right, it's because, all this delicate you know, balance. Right, and,
0: and it's it's like the the magic of it all.
2: That that part is still over my head. That is <sighs> a conversation you have to go back and have with Keith, we'll
0: bring yeah. the
1: winemaker. Back.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Keith, Keith was just great when he was here. Mm-hmm. We we talked about so many things and. It's funny because that's what wine is. It can go as deep or as you right. know, light as you want. And what I find beautiful about wine is it's endlessly interesting. The knowledge never ends because there's always something new to learn. Every vintage is different. You can never get bored. You, you just mm-hmm. There's always – the minute you think you know something, you don't know. You, you don't. It's, right. Just, right. it's a constant – I love that steep learning curve, but the constant knowledge makes it very enjoyable. I love that.
1: I'm more of the yeah I liked it or yeah <laughs> not for me. <laughs> We're clicking clap I'm here. Trying to, <laughs> we are definitely clicking.
0: That's goes, Yeah, I like it. I'm like, yeah. tell me about the barrel profile. Tell me about the pH. Tell me about the.
1: And I'm like, yeah, I'll have another glass. Tell me about the enzymes in the
0: soil. <laughs>
2: uh, you know, and that's that's the it danger. It takes all of, kinds. <laughs> yeah, it does, and the danger of. Um, I think working in the industry is feeling like you've gotten too familiar with something and then realizing that you have no idea about a lot of other things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. The minute you think you know is when you don't know. I
2: could tell you a lot about Pinot Noir, but ask me a question about a different bridal and I'll be "Uh like, oh, you know, that's a good one. I'll have to get back to you. (laughs) That's a good
1: one. That's my answer all day long to most things. Yeah, good one. So when you have people that um, are visiting and they haven't been here before, and besides wine tasting, what do you think people should do?
2: Oh, um, well, some of my favorite things to do in the area are um, definitely trying to get outdoors as much as possible in Sonoma County. Um, So I love to hike. I love to visit the beaches. I love to try out. All the different fun restaurants around here yeah. as well. Do you
1: have any? Do you have any favorites?
2: Um uh, favorite hikes or favorite restaurants. Favorite restaurants. restaurants. Uh, uh, well, uh, you know, I recently went to uh the Troubadour. Um oh, and
1: I still haven't been there.
2: I highly recommend <laughs> I uh, work a block you know, two yeah. blocks away. <laughs> I also um, you know, I love Terrapin Creek in Bodega Bay. Oh, yes. Probably oh, yeah. one of my very, very favorites. Been
1: there either. There's a lot it's a of ways to go for me. Terrible. Even in Sebastopol, we have a it. lot
0: going on. A lot of new places. We have some great little natural wine bars. We and, do,
2: and the Barlow is just—it's you know—the Barlow feels like home. So anywhere you go in the Barlow, you can't really go wrong.
0: Yeah, it's really a of, it seems yeah. like there's
1: a, recently a lot of new things at the Barlow.
0: Yeah, well, I'm amazed we have the Punchdown and we have the Redwood, and then we have the Georgian wine little mm-hmm. restaurant. There's so many places to have. Like natural wine and wines that are like non-intervention, but from different regions and in our little town, three places. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And even at
0: um, Psychic Pie, they have a great array of wines, too. It's a pizza place
1: down. We've been there. Yeah. That's so. where we met the winemaker from Woodenhead. Right, that's right. And then we booked him on the podcast. Yes.
0: Yeah, so if we're out <laughs> like, having— Like, don't sit next to us <laughs> yeah. somewhere you'll, unless you want to be on the show. You'll end up on the show.
1: <laughs> he was like, I'm never going to do that. And then next thing you know, there he was. <laughs> that was funny. <sighs>
0: but yeah, so even in our little Sebastopol town, which
1: Emeritus is in Sebastopol, mm-hmm. there's so much going on. It's a happening place, Sebastopol. I know Marcy's the I'm a, marketing director, the for unofficial <laughs> cheerleader for Sebastopol. for Sebastopol.
2: It's a great place to be, you know. A but bit then we everything. do have
0: the coast, we have the you know, we have the redwoods, we have the coast, we have it all. And it's, I mean, I'm sure it's a like whiplash from Minnesota. Oh, absolutely.
2: <laughs> it's like, when am I gonna have the time to explore all this? But luckily, I've been here little over 8 years now so So where do
1: you like to so hike? What local. is your
2: favorite hiking? Ooh, um you know, I really love to disc golf so I spend a lot of time at Taylor Mountain. At uh, Taylor Mountain oh, yeah. Break. But um, you know, disc golf. Well. Can't go wrong with Armstrong Redwoods or yeah. taking them a walk along the beach and if you have the time, Point Reyes is
0: Oh yeah, beautiful. There's a part of the trail at Taylor Mountain where that borders The disc golf, and there's like all Uh all the discs are there, you know, because they go over the fence, and when you're it's like Easter egg hunting. It it (laughs) is they are everywhere. It's so funny. I always throw them back, you know, but Uh, the the person's probably
2: long gone. Nice, Marcy. (laughs) What a trooper. I, I lose them there all the time. I'll get calls months later. Hey man, I found your disc. And I'm like, keep it, thanks. Do you put your
0: name and URL oh, yeah. on it? Yeah. yeah,
2: name and phone number, just uh, like a backpack when you're in kindergarten. That's funny. Yeah.
0: that is so funny. Yeah, that's a very popular course there. It
2: is. It is.
1: So I have to say, because you mentioned Point Reyes, that's um, my grandfather used to be the lighthouse
2: keeper there. No way. That way. is, I have not been to. Oh, I've walked down to it yet, but uh, but I've wanted to. Yeah. They host tours every now and again. And I've been dying to go. On
1: that is your so. claim to fame. That's my claim to fame. I went there one year on. Our whole family went on Easter on Sunday, and um, it was so funny because my dad hadn't been back since he was probably seven years old. Oh. And there's and so where you stand in the lookout is just a cement foundation, and that was the house. That was a house where when he was a kid. Okay, let's see. So if someone comes to Emeritus, what could they do? What is the tasting fee? Do they need a reservation? Can they walk in? Is there a food pairing situation? What is happening at the moment?
2: Absolutely. So, And while
1: you talk, Marcy, I could have a little more of this. Of course.
2: <laughs> Perfect. Um, I don't want to be in I'll, I'll I'll talk for a long yeah, time. Yeah, thanks. So Take we, your time. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so Emeritus offers three standard or three tastings. Uh, we Have our estate tasting, which is $35 a person, um, and that covers five wines typically. um, All of our tastings cover at least five. We say five, but there's typically something else. Something else, else, something extra. Yeah. Yeah, There's a bonus in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, We also offer a tour and tasting experience where we go through a walk of the vineyard and the production facility that typically adds another. 30 to 40 minutes mm-hmm. on to your experience there. i got to come yeah. walk
0: that vineyard.
2: Yeah, you, I really you should. Do. <laughs> um, yeah, by now, yeah. you should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord.
1: Well, I don't want to trespass, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, you'd be okay. Yeah, um, at night she
1: has a it, f- headlight thing yeah. on and she's
2: in the vineyard. <laughs> exactly. Um, don't worry, Riggs, uh, you know, and Kirk, uh, the vineyard. They'll find uh, you. Manager, he lives <laughs> on the property. So, if, uh, we found a the very large woman. There's this, this woman. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and so that also ends with the estate tasting. Okay. And then we offer, and how much is that? That is $55. The... Per okay. person. And then we offer um, one experience called our Art of Pinot. And the Art of Pinot is really an experience for people who want to know more about. Uh, clone Profile oh, yeah. and Terroir of mm-hmm. Pinot because that's – the whole thing is we taste four single clone wines mm-hmm. and two of them are the same clone coming from two different oh, wow. properties and right. the other two are two different clones coming from the same property. Oh, that wow, is just cool. such
1: a great type of tasting because it really makes it so clear
2: in your mind then. So that that's a great kind of um, – either for people who are trying to learn more about Pinot Noir or people who just love Pinot Um, and that's typically paired with a small cheese board with some other kind of accoutrements Mm. Um, and that one's also five wines, sometimes it's more, most times (laughs) it's more Um, and that one is $95 a person.
1: But that would be such a that would be a really great experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just like we talked about my liking books with pictures. <laughs> I mean I like when I can taste uh, things side by side because then I there it's are clear pictures. to me and I understand it. Well there there's you go. The pictures yep, too. There's then pictures. I'm sold.
2: <laughs> um and typically the the tour um and tasting and the art of Pinot need a prior reservation. Right. Sure. Um the estate tasting um we try and take as many uh, walk-ins as possible. Right. Um, so we ask, we say that we're reservation preferred, but you know, if you come in, uh, we will do our you best. If you the say, door come in like on a you holiday know, weekend, could, yeah. <laughs> the
1: reservation.
2: We might throw you at a really big table <laughs> and look really. Uh... It was
1: awesome. <laughs> Okay. Anything else about America that so we need to tell the world,
2: or uh, you know, our listeners? <laughs> you know, uh, we do have an EV charger, so oh, oh that's yeah. right, cool, right out front. Uh, we do allow dogs, and
0: oh. um, well, I, mean, I will not bring. I could bring, I my, not bring my dog. Yes, there. yes I could bring my. It would change the whole atmosphere if my dog was there. So <laughs> <laughs> She's a little excitable.
2: She's very excitable. Uh, and uh, we do put on um, some some fun. Some fun during the summer, some summer music series, or oh, you do some other th- cool okay. events like that yeah. that are very casual and low key, but you know have really nice people working them. And for good anyone
1: wine. who it's a ticketed thing, or is it just the wine club members? Or
2: depends on the event. Yeah. But most of our any you know pretty much any event that we host um, is going to be complimentary or subsidized for our club members, yeah. and then you know we do sell tickets to right. most of those events as well.
0: And how how many wines are in the portfolio right now?
2: Oh, geez. Um, (laughs) Let's see. This is your test.
1: Every day is a test.
2: I think that we have 13 different bottlings that we sell in the tasting room and maybe one or two that go to uh, three-tier distribution. Hmm. Um, So we have five wines coming from Pinot Hill. And I think we have seven or eight. Eight with the brute coming from Hallberg Ranch. Okay,
0: so this is from Hallberg Ranch.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So I don't. You've probably been in the parking lot, yes, right? Because yes, yes. So <laughs> Those rows of vines in between the parking lot and the entrance to the tasting room. That's all clone one one five. Uh huh. And that is oh, right. That makes up the majority of what goes into this bottling. Wow. And then it's that first block between the green. And the Water Tower, that's mm-hmm. also clone oh, yeah. 115. So those rows get picked and harvested about two and a half to three weeks prior to us actually getting into the heart of when mm-hmm. we start doing harvest as a full. So we like to keep it at really low bricks and mm-hmm. all that other really fun stuff.
0: It is, it's is—it's a beautiful wine. Thank you for bringing this.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, this was nice. See, Marcy, I told you.
0: I mean, uh, I don't, I don't want to scare Glenn, but the last time I was at Best House, there is a big photo of you yeah, right. in the entry hall with little votive candles yeah, right. and beads.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My kids are a little jealous. It's but... a little, yeah.
0: little kind of ceremony she's doing. I, I mean, yeah. I would, I would be. Don't be afraid, but I would, I would leave quickly after oh, okay. the show.
2: Okay. Well, you know, just let me know uh, if it ever turns into like a cardboard cutout of me yeah. of the, from that picture that. That went oh, on the email. Don't give
0: her any ideas. <laughs> so don't give her any ideas. I tell you. <sighs> well, I'm very happy to meet you because your reputation did precede you. Well,
2: thank and, you so much.
1: And it was exceeded. <laughs> well, the thing is, yeah, I mean, I call it like I see. It. <laughs> yeah, you do. I had a great experience and, you know, it doesn't happen every day. So um, before we wrap things up, I do want to mention that um, If you're around this weekend, it's our Wine Love Wine Trail on Saturday the 10th. It's $50 a person. You can buy tickets online. You can buy them even on Saturday. Get them, you know, right that day. Uh, There's, I think, about 30 wineries that are participating. There's no reservations required. You just get your ticket and you go to whichever wineries you want. They're all pouring two or three wines for the day. It's 11 to 4. All the details are online at wineroad.com. And then in just about a month, we have barrel tasting. And, I mean, it's hard to imagine. This is really, I believe, the longest-running event in the state of California. This will be our 46th annual Wine Road Barrel Tasting, which is really awesome. And um, it is really just what it sounds like. (laughs) I know. Um, You are going into the cellar. At these wineries, and the participating wineries will have their winemaker on hand, and their owners will be there, and you're tasting wine directly from the barrel, and it's a great learning experience because you can talk to the winemaker, you can talk about you know what that wine tastes like right now in the barrel, and oftentimes the winery will then have the current vintage from that same vineyard for you to sample, so you can kind of see this is what it's like in the barrel, this is the bottled version. It's really a super fun event, and um, I don't know. I think it's just our signature event. We're really known for barrel tasting. And 46 years, uh, obviously, we're doing something right. So check it out. It's (laughs) at wineroad.com.
0: And, and, and then, Glenn, the best way for people to reach Emeritus on the website, perhaps, or I'll put that in the show notes. Is that the best?
1: Or we just—I give out Glenn's phone number. I okay. bet yeah. <laughs> yep. um,
0: that car that keeps driving by your house. You have the
1: stalker <laughs> in the here and then. I'm giving out the number. Okay, <laughs> it's a no uh, win. <laughs>
2: So the best way to get in contact with us is either through our website um, or through any of our social media, which is just um, Emeritus Vineyards. Our um, general kind of inquiry email is hello at EmeritusVineyards.com. Cute. So. We will put instead that instead of in, info. That's we'll clever. put
0: that in the show notes, so you can have the same experience Beth had, and and then write to Beth and compare notes, and then create your <laughs> Glenn fan club. <laughs> I know. I know. I love it. My daughter's going to love this show. <laughs> Anyways, we don't mean to embarrass you, Glenn, but
2: I'm not we're so
0: glad you're here. And this has been a great show. Anything else, Beth? You always have one
1: more thing. I, you know, I usually do have one more thing. But, but you I'm don't. Just, I've been just sitting here sipping on this sparkling for So that minutes. is my my, my
0: key. Always have great emeritus wine to keep her from having one more thing. So oh, well, wait.
1: one more thing would be this. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> Just no, one more so thought close. would be this because you I harshed my so mellow. So that, <laughs> like I say all the time, we would love to hear from our listeners. You know, um, whether it's there's a winery that you love that you'd want to know more about, we could get their winemaker or the winery owner on our show. Um, if you've attended one of our events and you had a good or a bad experience, I mean, we need to know one way or the other. So the more we hear from you, the more we can kind of you know formulate what we're going to do next. So um, Beth at WineRoad dot com. I used to always say info, but now I've stepped up my game. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, you go, girl. Beththewineroad.com.
0: Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. All righty. Thank you, Glenn, for being here. Such a pleasure to meet you. And we will see you on the wine road.